welcome to Great News. I am Kevin Ryder with Mike Catherwood, and we yes. bring you every single Monday and Thursday stories that restore your faith in humanity, positive stories that make you realize, oh, not everybody's an idiot. Nope. We're reporting. We're hard-hitting journalists bringing you the positive side to humanity. Boom. All right. We're idiots, but not everyone is. <laughs> That I can totally agree with. It's time for an intro. The show's about to begin, bro. I got my nuts on your chin, bro. Nope. Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues, because Kevin and Mike are giving you the great news. Next time, maybe even for the outro of this show, I'm going to turn the camera around. Because as soon as I hit the first note, my dogs jump in the air. They do not like that. They are not fans. Of your singing. Correct? Of your singing. No, in general. My dogs are not fans of me. (laughs) All right. I'm using a a piece of paper so that I don't get the names wrong. Okay. Um, There were some hikers. There were five hikers. One of them was named Kajinda Kinda. And they are the Sikh religion. And they were in... Washington and they were hiking and they came across two people, one of which got their attention and said, Hey, my friend fell into the pool at the bottom of this waterfall and can't get out. Can you guys go get help? And so the five guys went to get help. And this is what they ended up doing that their phone didn't work. So they, they took the turbans off of their head and they tied them together in a 33 foot rope and then sort of human chained their way down to the guy that was stuck in the pool underneath oh the waterfall. Check this out. That's amazing. Right? How long are turbans? <laughs> well, pretty long. I mean, I, honestly, I, I've never, I've only seen, been up close to turbans on people's heads. Like, do they unwrap that much? Like, I always thought they were like a scarf or something. I didn't think they'd go 33 feet. I'm not feet. here to question the length of the rope. I mean, come on. No, no, no. I'm just, honestly, frankly, I'm impressed. I, I just, that's amazing. They say that their religion teaches them to save people, even if it involves using their turban or any other part of clothing. So that's an amazing thing. Remind you, they don't know this. Oh, 
They're awesome. basically saying, just rest now, you're you're safe. <clears throat> and at one point, I don't know if you could read it or not, but the guy fell on one of his knees on the rock and they said, don't worry about your knee, keep coming. <laughs> I'm with them. <laughs> Which I thought was, yeah, agreed, agreed. Knee is shitty to hurt your knee, but dying's way worse. It is worse, yes. I'm no medical professional. Rank- I think we need to agree on that ranking system. <laughs> That's a good story, man. That's a that's a beautiful story. So, uh, we go from I'm sorry, Canada I'm sorry, to I'm sorry. I think I said Washington. I believe it was in Canada. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think it was uh, Ontario. But uh, we're going to go from the Great White North to Down Under, Kevin, Australia, Dateline, uh, Toy World in Bendigo, <laughs> Bendigo. <laughs> I don't know where that is, but it's just somewhere in Australia. So there's a Toy World store, which is is their version of Toys R Us. It's a national chain. Um, and the guy who managed uh, manager Deborah Delves, um, she says that this family came in of grandparents and they they chose to remain anonymous. And they came in. They said that they had promised to help if they ever were in the oper- in the position financially to help people and they wanted to pay for people's toys that were on layaway right before the Christmas season. Oh, so this man was like, oh, well, that's uh, that's amazing. Okay, great. So Deborah says, uh, what, what are you doing? Here, here's 20 bucks. You could take care of this family. And they're like, no, 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 let's let's keep going. They ended up paying off 82 families different christmas list for their entire the entire collection of all 82 families children and everything that they had on layaway to make sure that their kids had an amazing christmas and uh a father of twin boys who had just five dollars in his bank account um had his balance paid off too uh he said that you have no idea how much this means to me to be able to provide my children with an actual Christmas is is beyond words. <clears throat> I'm tearing up a little bit. Um, it's it just, uh, I, I don't know. And there's no explanation. They still have not come forward or found out any of the uh, the identity to these people. Uh, they're just mysterious. Because, because these people don't need that. They don't no, want they don't. to be identified. They're fine. Yeah. They just, yeah, that's almost unbelievable i like they're just like hey we're old and rich here let's go do something with it i'm not gonna go to monaco and slather ourselves in oils and we don't know that they didn't do that as well but you do have a pretty negative idea of rich people that's put out in the media and there are certainly people like this who go i'm going to go pay for 82 christmases which is it's, it's amazing and you know kevin you're a parent you can only imagine I always like to, like everybody, get get down on the things that are bothering me. But right, I've always, by the grace of God, I've been able to provide Christmas for my child. I, I can you imagine the heartache that it must be to know that you you can't? It's just that's no, a really beautiful story to me. I think that's way harder on the parent than it is the kids. Even I know the kids are disappointed. But for a parent to not be able to provide Christmas is devastating. You're right. You're totally right about that. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't even wrap my head around it. It must be just so difficult. But uh, there you go. All right. Amazing um, old people in Australia. All right. Well, here's some amazing old people that you're going to love. 
you are going to love World War II vet, uh, 95-year-old Frank Grasberger. You are going to love his 96-year-old wife, Dolores. Okay. And you are going to love uh, Deshauna Priest, who in 2009, as a third-grade project, wrote a letter to this World War II vet to thank him for his service. In third grade, watch this. A World War II veteran took on an urgent mission more than a decade ago, and it just paid off. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road. Inside the Vitalia Senior Residences in Strongsville, Ohio, 95-year-old Frank Grassberger sits on a treasure. Literally sits. In fact, Frank says, other than his wife Dolores, almost nothing matters more to him than this note, which he carries everywhere. I'd never be without it. Why did it matter so much that you have it with you all the time? Because it's something that somebody thought of me that much. When he has that letter with him, he has a feeling of faith and trust and love. To understand how a letter can do all that, you first need to know that Frank is a World War II veteran. And back in 2009, a third grader wrote to thank him for his service. If it wasn't for you, we would never have freedom. I'm so happy you made sacrifices. Your friend, Deshauna Priest. To Frank, that simple thank you came to symbolize a life well served. I'm tickled to death that I have a letter like this. He wanted to thank the author. We never could find her. He says, before I close my eyes, I, I, I have to find her. I have to find her. Just about everyone who works here was well aware of Frank's attachment to that letter and his decade-long desire to find the little girl who wrote it. So the staff did some sleuthing. And lo and behold, hey. Deshauna is now 21. <laughs> she vividly remembers writing the letter as a school assignment because she so admired people in uniform. I was just like, wow. Like, I get to write to a veteran. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like an honor. Yeah. An honor that continued. So here she is. When Deshauna surprised Frank Hello. in her National Guard uniform. Oh, I love you so much. You can't imagine the feeling I had when she stood next to me. It just took my breath away. It really did. I thought, where's his heart pills? Because I thought, oh, this is it. This is the big one. I'm telling you, this is a godsend. It really is. Fortunately, Frank's heart only swelled and may never return to its original size. So this is the beginning of something. Yeah, uh, friendship. <laughs> Family, not friendship. <laughs> There's love there, deep down in the heart. She like my third daughter, she really is. It started with a lot of love and affection and it's ending the same way. Who knew a simple thank you could make a life complete? Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Strongsville, Ohio. God damn you, Hartman. How amazing. God is damn that? you, Kevin. <laughs> so beautiful. It man. is unfortunate that the World War II veteran and his wife seem like they have resting murder faces. They're yelling at you, but they're saying the sweetest things in the world. Yeah, no, it was. So it was beautiful. The two didn't match. That's very true. <laughs> he he did look it. like an angry he drill sergeant, but he was like, hey, you know, they understand there's love. The deep love in my heart. <laughs> that really is uh, 
And it really is beautiful, man. I guess, look, we're going to do looks like in a complete episode about kick-ass old people. Um, right. And, and uh, you know, God bless that young woman, though, too, in that story. I mean, that was just, this is beautiful. Um, but listen to this, okay? This guy's name, and I'm sorry, I have to pull it up because it's uh, not an easy one. His name is Le- Leonid Stanislavski. Leonid Stanislavski, yep. 97 years old, Kevin. He holds the Guinness World Record for being the oldest competitive tennis player. He holds an ITF ranking and even complete, competed at the 40th ITF Super Seniors World Individual Championships a few weeks ago. So he's going to this rather prestigious tennis camp um, where Rafael Nadal holds his kind of uh, seminars. So he walks up to Rafael Nadal and says, uh, Hey, can I play a can I play a point with you? And Rafael Nadal says, "Are you kidding me? Let's play a whole match." And uh, and destroys him. Destroys if, if, him. If he didn't just smack like serves that just shattered his hips, then he's not my friend because that's what I would just fucking smash that shit into him if I was Rafael Nadal. No, but check it out, man. There's video and pictures and everything. It's, it said it made his his whole life's dream come true. Wow. Wow. Dude moves pretty damn good for 97. He plays better tennis than I do. Oh, he definitely plays better than me. I I don't know if I've ever hit a ball with a racket in my life. So he would, def- he would definitely beat me at tennis. But Come on yeah. now, Raphael. Slam. Like, yeah, let's go. Slam. I don't think, wow, obviously, me. This guy's 97? Yeah. Clearly, Rafael Nadal's not giving it to him Weird. but i don't think he's ta- he wasn't taking it easy like like that was a pretty he was taking it easy but that was impressive for a 97 year old man let me tell you something rafael nadal was taking it less easy on that dude than he would on me <laughs> well that's true and he should you know what i'm saying like he was he was at least like going around different sides of the court looked like he was getting a little back he was in there. he was, was making him do man. some backhands that was impressive good Look for you that. rafael nadal too by the way all right, I did not realize that this was the old people episode, so I went super young with this one. Okay. This is just a beautiful young girl who is so How young? happy to see her. How young? Oh, no, no, please don't go there. Um, six, five. Oh, oh okay. Six. I don't, I'm just guessing. I hear beautiful young girl. I'm like, are we talking 24? Yeah, I know, I know. Back down. Okay, all right, all right. Back down. All right. Um, she's so happy to see her three brothers coming home from school, and this is what happens when she sees them. Shame they had to run a mile to get to each other. How sweet is Beautiful. that? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's so it's sweet. Just can we is it possible to run that again? It's just the pure joy that kids have that don't they don't know about all the bad in the world yet. 
and, and the they're not pure joy. You know what is so beautiful about it to me is that you know, like a, a girl that age, a child that age, they're not self-conscious about it. You know, they don't know right. that it's it's. I think all of us, even at, at our age, you know, at my age, I certainly feel that kind of love for people. But I would be embarrassed to do that in public. You know what I'm saying? This kid's like, "Fuck it, my brothers, yes." yes you know? <laughs> and they all crowd around her and give her a hug. It's that's a beautiful, beautiful Amazing. little joyful moment. I love that. I think that this has been an, a, a picture-perfect episode, a lot of beautiful, heartwarming stories, and I'm going to finish it up, Kevin, with the, this guy's something so bad. fucking hold badass. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I was going to say, I, I'm just guessing it's going to be something bad. Nope. It's all good. This is great news, you. Kevin. All positive, all I uplifting. but I know you. Yeah, I understand. All right. <clears throat> Dateline, Ontario, Canada. AD, eight zero year old man fought off black bear that broke into his home with his bare hands. Walks away to tell the story. <clears throat> Digging close for this one, people. Norman Ruff wow. lives in a cottage near Port Carling, Muskoka. The eight year old said he had seen signs of bears before, but never actually spotted one. And I quote, as soon as he seems me, well, and I quote, as soon as he seen me, well, that was it, Norman told the National Post. He meant business. He roared, oh boy. When the bear stood <laughs> on its hind legs, his head nearly hit the living room ceiling. Oh During my God. the 20-minute altercation, Norman punched the bear in the face several times, breaking its nose while receiving a few jabs in return. He gave me a couple good slaps, a couple good ones, oh boy. He was, he was flinging his arms around, he said. Norman suffered nerve damage to his thumb when the bear grabbed his hand in his mouth and yanked. Oh, there was lots of blood. Luckily, he managed to open the front door during the altercation and eventually, after taking a beating, the bear found his way out. He was taken to the hospital in Bracebridge, where he became a celebrity among the staff for fighting a bear with his fists. Bracebridge, Ontario Pro Province Police Detachment Commander. Jesus, how many fucking titles do you have in Canada for a cop? He's the Bridge, Bracebridge, Ontario Province Police Detachment Commander Inspector, uh, along with... Superintendent Huliston presented Norman with a citation for bravery on behalf of Commissioner Karike. How many times have you heard that a bear got chased away after taking a beating? Not from an 80-year-old man. No, not from anything. Not, not got from a little anything. nerve damage in his hand, but walked out of the hospital fine. He's like, yeah, oh, but it was crazy day. Crazy day when I fucking punched a bear in its face till it left my house. To you, today, honey? you know, I fought a bear for 20 minutes. How? Through blood, broke his nose. How moist was his wife's old vagina watching him protect oh, her like that? You understand me? She's like, holy, oh. I understand what you're she saying. She said, yes. oh, don't you know? What's this fuss about? There's a bear coming through the window, don't you know? And he's like, don't worry, honey, I gotcha. And he started, bam, bam, bam. And did he do this like the old time fighter? Oh, yeah, you know he was fighting like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I'll give you the good Quebec login, don't you know? <laughs> but guy, guy's a fucking badass. That guy's a badass. That is absolutely true. Well done. Well Told done. you he was All right. a crazy story. That is it for great news. If you like it, subscribe or tell your friends about it even better. And uh, click the little alarm thing so it gives you an update when we post. We do post on Mondays and Thursdays. All good advice. I leave you people with another story about someone who's not a badass dealing with the wild. Yesterday, I moved to a farm. And I'm realizing I'm not necessarily the most skilled outdoorsman. Yesterday, I'm going to pick up my daughter from school. I walk out my front door. I get about 10 yards. And a giant, I don't know if it was a fucking falcon or a hawk, a giant bird. Bald eagle? It could, I don't know. Just a, some giant Texas bird, big wingspan, comes and probably gets about like six feet above my head and goes, <laughs> and I peed in my pants. <laughs> Literally. You to your knees? Yeah. No, pee came out of my dick. And I had to oh, go I back in and run into my house means. and change my pants to go pick up my daughter because I, I soiled myself pants. from a bird. Going, <laughs> and there was no other birds around. You know he had like five other bird friends on a tree. They're like, watch him, watch him punk this guy. Yep. Watch this guy. This guy's going to pee himself. And then the other I ones jumped just sitting there and laughing went, uh, in the tree. And, and little squirts of pee-pee came out of my wiener. Listen, we understand what that means. You don't have to describe it to us in depth. Time for the outro. Outro! You know what I'm talking about, bro! So say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues, cause Kevin and Mike just gave you all the great news.